You are about to listen to an episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Each week, co-hosts Dan and Tony will explore topics about finance and retirement. It's fun, informative, and most of all useful to those who are interested in retiring successfully. Now, let's begin the show. Welcome back to another week of Dolphin Financial Radio. Today, we're going to be talking about the FIRE movement. Have you heard of this? F-I-R-E, Financial Independence, Retire Early. We did a show way back when, got to be maybe four or five years ago. I'll put it up here if uh, if I can find it. We did a show about it with my co-host, Tony Shore. Here he is. Tony, there you are. Yeah, I'm here. Remember we did a show when this was pretty popular? And I, I and remember. I don't know if you remember. But oh, I remember. I I tore it apart a little bit, a but little bit. I said we sh- they should call it the Fi movement, F I, because the the R E was something I disagreed with at the time, because I said yeah, financial independence is something great, f- of course, but retiring early that why, you know, um, and I think the idea was. And the idea still is there's still a very strong fire movement, um, build up a lot of wealth as a young person and then just call it quits and relax for the rest of your life, retire early. So I want to talk about it today in the new context of the guy, not the guy, but one probably was one of the guys that, that really got behind it. Um, he's the one that maybe pushed it and coined the term. Yeah, because he's a very well-known financial writer and journalist, and and he really wrote about it and pushed it. And And so really that kind of kick-started the fire movement. Right. And he goes by Financial Samurai. So I'll put the link here below for those watching on YouTube, but you can Google him. I suggest you do. It's a good read. Yeah. Yeah. So he's been blogging and writing about his experiences, and in 2012 he retired. I think he was on Wall Street for a couple of dozen, maybe a dozen years or so made up enough money and him and his wife retired and the rest is history until it wasn't because in uh, April of 2023, he's put a blog article, which I've linked below about how he's going back to work. He has to sadly give up on retirement. I think that's the name of the article, sadly giving up on retirement. But what I find interesting about it, and our listeners will see this if they read it, is that it's funny because his article about why he has to give up and what happened uh, really illustrates some points you've driven home on a few shows, including that original fire show. As I was reading it, I remember our discussions about retiring early, and we've talked about retiring early, not just on the fire show, uh, but FIRE is a specific movement. And um, uh, it is funny because there's a few things, and I won't, I don't want to jump ahead because I know you probably have an agenda or what order you want to talk about this, but there are a couple of things in the article that really jumped out at me. And I said, well, that's your problem that you did that. And then I'm like, (laughs) Oh, you did that. I'm like for such a smart financial guy who wrote all these articles and he even wrote a book that was a bestseller on finance. uh, He sure got a lot of things wrong in there. He probably should have been using you as a financial advisor. Dan is my, no, I'm going to disagree with you, Tony, because (laughs) I would have said don't retire. Um, right. He, yeah. I, my specialty is, is retirement. And, right. but I'm, I'm working with people that retire after a career of working, not, 
I don't have clients that want to retire in their thirties. I just don't, I wouldn't recommend it. And I want to go through why. And I really like this guy. I'm not throwing him under the bus. I know. Yeah, no, he makes a lot of great points. He obviously, he's a great writer. And, and, and the blog post about why he's going back to work was very well written. And, and it kind of, um, I want to highlight what it was, what derailed him from his retirement. What's making him come out of retirement. And the number one, Tony, you know, it kids. Yeah. That's what derailed his fire. He would have probably made it. Maybe Uh, we'll get to the other reason that he didn't make it, which is 2022, which I really want to pick your brain about because I have some distinct feelings about what he says in the article about that. But uh, just the opening sentence, he's like, oh, uh, ways to pay for college, uh, kids, uh, daycare. It's like, yeah, he him and his wife planned to retire in their 30s. But he didn't factor in children because he didn't have any yet. And uh, right. what a wake up call that was for him. Right. <laughs> well, it's also a defining moment for him because that's what he was excited about is having kids. I think I, I, if I recall, he was having trouble having kids and then they had them after this and that changed his life for the better. Yeah, um, They couldn't but- have children. So they that's why they didn't plan for them. But then all of a sudden they did. <laughs> and, so. and he calculates sending the kids to college in 12 to 15 years will cost him 1.5 million. So he's like, Hmm, that's not part of my plan. Yeah. Uh, Living off of my interest, passive income, uh, generating another 1.5 million to be ready to go and spend completely spent in 12 to 15 years is not on my radar. So that was problem number one. Um, And I'm not going to get into, we did a show. I don't know if you remember, we did a show called Want to Retire Successfully Don't Have Kids. I think that's what the name yeah, of it Yeah, and that's the that's the, that's the crux or the nut of this article, I'll tell you that. He, <laughs> I laughed out loud when I saw why he had to go back to work, why his retire early failed. It's because he had children. And I'm like, ah, yes, children. Because having again, three of my own, you know. Right. I think, I think we calculated it was like, half a million dollars just to get them to 18 or something like that. Yeah. Not, not even college. Yeah. So he, if he's worried about college, just wait until he gets the, you know, soccer bill and the, (laughs) and the daycare and the food. Right. 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 So that was, that was interesting to say. So, but when it comes to my clients, retirees, this isn't a big issue except grandkids. So, um, Hey, grandma, grandpa, I want to go to college. Can you pay for me? Hey, grandma, grandpa, I'm getting married. Help me pay for the wedding. So this is something that people in their 60s or, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s need to consider um, as, hey, if I retire, what am I going to do? How am I going to handle these kids? For most people, it's not my kids, not my problem, right? Um, And their own kids, you know, hey, I need bail money. I'm in my 40s and I'm, you know, I made a bad decision. So, um but for most people retiring early, kids aren't a factor because they're already, you're already past that age. Those, when we say retire early, like in your thirties, right? So that yeah, was, fire that was is about age. retiring really early in your thirties right. or forties. Yeah. Right. Um, well before your main working earning years, right? It doesn't make sense to me, but again, yeah. um, insurance, this was another thing he brought up um, on, on the side. He said the, He's looking forward to getting a new job and getting back on the employer-sponsored health insurance because 
it's not cheap to pay for your own insurance. I think people don't realize how much their company spends on insurance. We just did a whole show on that. I'll put it up here. Um, so but you can't I, have kids and not have work employer sponsored insurance. I mean, it's just, it's not going to work. Yeah. I mean, you remember the show I did where I talked about how I raised the deductible to the max when, and then that very same year, my kid broke his arm. The other one hit his head, cracked it open. So it's like they were waiting to do crazy things when I raised my deductible. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Somehow the, somehow the insurance companies are working with God uh, to destroy your life <laughs> when you least expect it or have the least amount of coverage. Or it was just a bonehead move is. by me. Uh, you know, hey, yeah, got some crazy boys at home on yeah. bunk beds. Let's, let's see what we can do. Let's raise a deductible. So, but one one thing that stood out to me about this article and about having to go back to work uh, after retiring early, uh, one of the reasons is he stayed home. He did manage, he said, to stay home uh, for five years with his son until he was able to go to kindergarten full time. So he was a stay at home dad. So he did not go back to work right away. He was a stay at home dad. And then he, uh, an additional year because of the daughter that they had after the son. Um, uh, and then he, he said, okay, I'm a stay at home dad. Uh, but then he said, I had to go back to work after that because of the 2022 bear market. And this is what I want to ask you about Dan, because in, in here, he said the 20% decline in the S and P 500, um, uh, hit, uh, took 7% away from their net worth. Uh, and, uh, his kids 529 plans got hit equally as bad because of bonds performing terrible as well. And he said, our funds are in index target date funds. So not only he made a few mistakes here, right? I mean, I mean, he had everything in the market that he had. And that's probably because he thought he had time. But if you're not working, he almost if you retire, whether it's at 20, you retire at 25 and you're never going to work again or you retire when you're 72. It doesn't really matter. You still have to have if you're not going to have income from a job and that job security, you still have to have a balance. You can't leave everything at risk like he did. Can you? Well, you can. <clears throat> And you should, if you're not going to touch it. So here's but apparently the, here's, he was using it. it to live on though. Well, I think. well, right. The idea was passive income. So a lot of right in, in his income is from real estate generating passive. Well, that's income. true. Okay. So real that estate well. was smart. Okay. That did well, yeah. but where the, where the bear market hurt him, you know, markets down 20% bonds are down, you know, 12, 10%. His portfolio was down seven overall. That means he probably lost more than 20% on the stocks balanced by the real estate. So, but even a 7% down year is tough for him because he's living off of that. Um, when, when the value of these things go down a lot of times and your the passive income will go down too, not to mention inflation gone up. So he needs more to live yet. He's not adding to his pool because he's not working anymore. And so this is the typical retiree situation. Yeah. I'm retiring. I'm not going to be adding anymore. Now I have to distribute from this. So if you don't touch the money, 
and it goes down 10% and back up 11% and you're flat, well, that's fine. But if it goes down 10% and you're pulling out while it's going down and you're generating income and not reinvesting, then it takes even more to come back. And I think yeah. that's what he experienced. Not to mention he had some new expenses, AKA kids. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. It's like, Oh wait, yeah. my hundred thousand dollars that I was planning to live off of is not enough because it doesn't pay for Johnny and Susie. So I need more income. Where do I get it from? You just can't generate income out of thin air. You either have to go back to work or you have to take more risk or you have to invest differently. And so that's kind of what's happened. And I think the bear market really hurt him. And that would, that would hurt retire. Think about the retirees that retired in 2022 that left their money in the target date fund, uh, by the way, to address that, um, what should, and, and we, and you, you asked me to do this last week. You said we should do a show on asset allocation. And yes, we, we should. But in a nutshell, the target date fund says this is where I'm going to retire. And so he probably, he probably didn't put I already retired because then he'd have a lot of, you know, low risk assets. Theoretically, yeah. Yeah. Um, he probably still had a long term horizon where mm-hmm. uh, you can have 80 percent of your assets at risk. But that's because yeah, so why he's, time horizon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he had his, he said, my funds are in index target date funds. Why would somebody who's already retired have their funds still in index target date funds? I don't know. I think maybe it's probably just easy. So let me just give yeah. me the target date 2060 fund. I'm going to retire in, you know, 40 years. And so let them, let them do their work. You're better so, off doing your own thing. So you're um, saying what he did right, though, is like he had real estate as well. And he, he invested yeah. in private real estate across uh, the heartland, he said. And it's been a bright spot with all their rental property, properties fully occupied for years. So that's that's a plus. And I, I'm surprised, though. I mean, this guy uh, is saying I, I have to go back to work. I can't afford it. But he wrote a best-selling book called Buy This, Not That. It's a uh, it's uh, I've read excerpts. I, I have not read the, the full book, but everything I've read about it, the reviews and the excerpts, I listened to part of the audiobook. sounded pretty good. Um, it's kind of like your idea about spending. I mean, he echoes the some of the window, things you right. say. Yeah. Yeah. How to spend it's uh, the tagline is how to spend your way to wealth and freedom. And so it's interesting. Exactly. But, yeah. But again, Tony, we go back to problem number one. All right. Hey, honey, we're not going out for dinner. We're going to make our own food. Okay. No problem. But daddy, that's a different. Yeah. Daddy. Saying daddy's yeah. saying, you know, coming from kids is like, oh, do we not want to send them to school or do we can not I, want to buy Can we go clothes? get an ice cream cone? Right. right. Johnny's family so, had ice cream last night. Yeah. You couple like, that with negative performance in the market and you're like, wait a sec, that was supposed to stay, you know. Um, yeah. Right. So he had this confluence of events, life change. Yeah. And yeah. so and that know, happens to all of us. To, right. Right. And going back to the idea of the bad market, bear market. Now, let's say you're, you're retiring for real and you're 60. Um, then we have a bear market. Well, that hurts because you're pulling money out of it. In addition, he was not only just taking in- income from it, he was not getting anymore in. So what happens is he lost his 401k match. And he mentions that in the article is like, I no longer, it would be nice to start a job where I can start getting profit sharing from the company or adding to it, getting a match because, Hey, the market's down, let's buy. And you can't do that when you're sitting on no income. You just got to 
ride the wave. Whereas when the market's down and you have income, you can throw some into the market. Now he could reallocate. Okay, the market's down, but the real estate market's doing well. You could take some profit or sell some real estate and re and put that into the market when it's down to kind of balance, rebalance your portfolio. But um, not having an employer match anymore is painful. Um, for him, it was painful because he's not adding. Um, but for retirees, a typical retiree, um, oh, I'm making a hundred thousand salary. I'm going to retire at sixty. Really, they're not making a hundred thousand. They are, but they might be putting twenty percent away in four hundred one k. So they're really making eighty. So people forget that they forget how much they've been saving. And, and when you stop working and you're no longer saving, it goes both ways. You're no longer saving. So you feel, Oh, I got more income. Why do I have all this income? Yeah. Um, at the same time, you're not saving. So when the market doesn't do well, you're not adding to it. And you're like, Oh, that, that it says it's down 10%. I'm actually down 10%. How does that work? You know, it's different. Right. It, it's different. Two more, two more things that I noticed from this article. And I get this a lot for typical retirees is, you know, when both spouses retire, one eventually goes back to work, not because they need the money. It's because they just want to get out of the hair of the other one. Um, right. He mentioned that 24 seven's great, you know, my wife and I, but at the same time, you know, I, I need that break. Yeah. You know, you do. I remember growing up, I remember my dad, um, he was an English teacher and he worked summer schools as well. Summer school at principal, I think he was. And he taught driver's ed. And I'm like, why is he working all these jobs? And because we needed it. There was four boys and he worked. But I remember certain days, like on the weekends, where's dad? He's in the garage fixing stuff. Where's dad? He's going to get a get gas in the car. Didn't he just fill it up yesterday? Yeah. He's, and I, now I'm seeing it. It's like, yeah, he just wanted to get out of the house. That's what uh -huh. <laughs> Especially with four boys running around. Yeah. Same with my dad. He's uh, tinkering with a tractor. Yeah. Why? Didn't, yeah. Does it really need to be tinkered with? No. Nope. Does he need some alone time? Yeah. So that was an interesting uh, comment he made on that. Um, and even with kids, it's like, yeah, I just need a break from the kids. You know, can I have a home office? Probably. Uh, do I like having my own office? Yeah. <laughs> Especially during the summer when the kids are out. <laughs> um, but here's the big one, Tony. And this was the, I think, the goal of the article and what he was saying, the real reason. Because let's be honest, he, he it's not about the money. He talked to, joked about getting a $40,000 job and and after taxes and everything. That's, that's not going to make or break him. That's certainly not enough to uh, pay for college for the two kids. It's more about... Um, being bored, not having a purpose. And this was the warning I, I said when we first did the show back years ago, the idea of retiring early sounds great until you do it. And then it's like, what are you doing with your life? You know, what do you, you think about the people that inherit money from their parents? You know, you think about the, the movies, the stereotypical, you know, benefactor. They run around, do stupid things and they don't, Right. Right. They don't have a purpose. Now having kids might be a purpose, but you know, what are you teaching your kids when you're at home doing nothing? You need to be active. You need to have a purpose or else you get bored real easy. And I think that's, that's what he said. And I want to just quote him from the article here. He said, quote, don't think that just because you reached your target net worth, got that promotion, you know, had the children, whatever it was, you'll be forever happy. You'll be elated for a bit 
and then it's back to your steady state of being, end quote. So again, we talked, we've done shows on happiness and, and, and it's about relationships. It's about um, having a purpose. And if it's just about the money and you're just not working because you just don't want to work, that'll get old real quick. It will. Yeah. It will get really old. And I mean, even this guy in his article, though, he said, I'm too old and tired to work as hard as I did before. So I need a job that's fun or less stressful. (laughs) Well, currently, I mean, the fire movement's kind of faded out a little bit. And now it's the hustle movement, you know, the side gig movement. Yes. That's going to fade out, too, because you get tired of it. Yeah. You get burned out. And, you know, with the fire movement, it's like save, 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 eat beans and rice. And then when you have the money, it's like, well, I don't want to eat beans and rice anymore. Um, Or, and then you start spending real money and it's like, oh, geez, I need a lot more than that. I can't live, you know, there's this, it's not easy just to flip a switch. Um, No. And you're right. I think um, the kids was the big one. And having a bear market was strike two, but I think the real strike, the real reason was just get bored. What are you doing? That's true. I think for a lot of people, that would be it too. Yeah. And a lot of people think, uh, a lot of people think it is going to be for them. Oh no, I, I know I can flip a switch. It will be like flipping a switch. I just, if I decide to do something, I'll do it. Um, but then they they realize after getting into it, it, it isn't that easy. Um, yeah. You may think you can just flip a switch and do something, but you cannot. Um, no, it's and, it's and hard. In retirement, people come to me and they can do I have enough to retire? What do I need? And income, blah, blah, blah. All the things we talk about. But really, ooh, the successful retirement comes down to non-financial things. Once you get your ducks in a row, which he did. He had his ducks in a row. A left a left hook came out of nowhere. Mike Tyson came and said, "You know, yeah. boom, you know, yep. here's your plan: three, two kids. You know, haha." Um, <laughs> yeah, so exactly. He, but the good news is he's he's uh, realizing, "Hey, oh, I got to make some changes," and that's okay. Um, but yeah. I think this happens all too often. So people say, "I want to retire." When they do, they have the money. They either don't spend it because they never have, and they still have trouble spending it. We just did a show on that, or they get so bored. They're like, I got to go to work just because I'm bored. Hmm. Social connections and things to do. You can only golf so much. So. Right. That's true. Some balance in between, I guess is the answer. Um, It's a dramatic change. Money starts the conversation, but it's usually finished with something unrelated to money. Put out the fire. Put out the fire. That's what we'll call the show. Put out the fire. I love it. Well, Tony, thanks for humoring me another week. <laughs> Any other thoughts on, are you going to retire early? No, no. Well, think about it. Who in your family has retired to. early? Your grandfather? No, no. Nope. He retired early, but he didn't retire, did he? No, he never retired fully. Your dad's retired, but he's still working on the farm. Tinkering, yeah. right? So, yeah, I guess if you have a decent hobby that you like, keeps you busy. If you like what you do. I mean, I know it's cliche, but I do like what I do, you know? So. It makes one of us. All right, Tony. We'll catch you <laughs> I next know week, you Tony. love Come your on. job. Have a good show. Have a good week. The topics on this show are wide-ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com 
and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.